the criteria Latifi needs to do to get re-signed. Not get last. <laughs> oh, Spa's back. And lights out and away we go. <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton is halfway to space. Yeah. Personally yeah. go IndyCar over Williams. Yeah, space. <laughs> Grosjean Zoo. Guan Yu. Guan Yu Zhou. Guan Yu Zhou. No, Zhou Guan Yu. I said that the first time. George was already sitting in that seat. Look, I don't agree with it, but you've asked a question. I'm trying to find a way to justify it. I'm just it. trying to absolutely tear your answer apart. Me and my housemate um, have had a stark realisation lately that we order quite a lot of Hungry Jacks on menu log because there's no longer space in our cabinets for any more Hungry Jacks summer-themed cups. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm not kidding, Any. I'm going <laughs> to reach into a rubbish bag next to me <laughs> and just pull something out of it. It's it's another cup. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We have... I I. Look, we've got every colour in, like, multiples <laughs> at this point. That's fair. Um, welcome back. Andy and I are finishing our season review of Formula Bums. It's been a year. Of all the years I've had, it's certainly one of them. Um, what were we talking about? Well, you missed the big news between when we last recorded and when we recorded now. We've had a break. And in the that break... The magic is ruined. <laughs> the magic is ruined. I don't care the magic is wrong. I contracted COVID again. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Andy. Oh, it's, in the best way possible. So Andy and I both, we originally started getting on because we're both metalheads. And that's that's how our friendship began. And we've been going to gigs together for years. And we've matured. We retired from the pit together, which was a nice ceremony. Yep. I nearly broke my pelvis, which is why. But <laughs> it was still lovely. Andy and I were going to go see a band called Electric Callboy and we had to make the very adult decision that on Thursday night with one vocalist gone back home and the gig starting late that we both had work in the morning and we probably shouldn't go. Yes, we shouldn't. However, my girlfriend did not make that same call and she went and she dragged COVID back into my house. <laughs> so Andy messages me, he goes, I've got COVID and then I start rinsing him because I'm a good friend. Little known to me is... One of my good friends has gone overseas for a little while and they have come back and brought COVID into the home, as I found out later that afternoon. So then I messaged Andy. He's like, oh, damn, I might no, have No, you called too. me. You I called, called you. Me. Yeah, I did. And you were like, hey, guess what? I'm like, what? And you said, as has COVID. And I went, suck fucking shit, cunt, and just ripped into you like you ripped into me. Yeah. but And then you hung up on me. Yeah, well, I was... I had to do a test. <laughs> but anyway, I have managed to steer clear of it so far. But, you know, Lucky taking it pretty seriously. You. Taking it pretty seriously. Um, any other big news since we last recorded? There's been a bit of stuff going on with F1 lately, man. I'm glad we took a couple-day gap and we broke the magic. Yeah. So, the biggest news, the biggest news is the rumor that Charles has decided he needs clinical depression counseling for the next... X amount of years because he's re-signed with Ferrari apparently. No confirmation yet, but it's apparently through till 2029. Right. That's six years away. Okay, so I'm going to go say something that I think most people will think I'm insane for saying. But I need you to understand my track record with Ferrari when I'm going to say this. This is a brilliant career move for Charles Leclerc. <laughs> That team is going to, in the next in that time period, is going to do what they did in 2004 and accidentally make a magic car again. And Charles is going to have one year where he gets his world championship and flogs 
everybody and then they'll never do it again. Everyone out there thinks I'm crazy. I am crazy, but I'm telling you, great career move by Charles Leclerc. Here's my initial thoughts on it. If I don't this want to hear is him. true, if this is true, he better have had the foresight to put a break clause in for 2026. Engine deal, yeah. Yeah. If if they don't fucking knock it out of the park, he better have a clause in there that says, if I finish below this position in the championship, I can break this contract and sign with literally any other team because there will be teams lining up, chopping at the bits to get Charles Leclerc in their team. And that's my two cents on it. If he's done that, fucking brilliant move. If he hasn't done that, the therapy that man will need doesn't exist in this world. I just... um Look... That is honestly a very, very moderate take by you. Cause, and we've, we're I opposites know. today because I went out for a hot one thinking you were going to go the extreme opposite and we'd actually balance out for once. And then you kind of filled my position. And you went, yeah, look, it's fine if he does this one sensible thing. Yeah, if he's done the one sensible thing, because at the moment he's not getting into Mercedes in the next two years, I don't see him going to Red Bull. I don't think the Charles-Max dynamic would ever work. Ferrari's the next best team. It is really, or realistically, I mean, you do have McLaren and Aston, but they're showing glimpses. They don't have the tenure that Ferrari has in that position. Like no. Ferrari's at their worst, we've seen them in quite a while, and they're still moderately okay showing glimpses here and there. Like we said earlier in this episode, that this year has been a better run year and an okay car. Like they're doing poorly, and they're still. I mean, they're the only team that beat Red Bull this year. They are the only team that won something other than Red Bull. And they're doing and it's a pretty poor it. year for them. So that's what I mean. Like, yeah, I he was never going to sign anywhere else. It's just what else is written into that document is really goes to show who came out on top, the organization yeah, or it, the driver and his manager. And I dare say that Charles has come out on this on top. Otherwise, he wouldn't have done it. Yeah, apparently it's estimated around $50 million a year too, which is max money. We, and honestly... yeah. Charles is a max caliber driver on his day, which on he's not having every week. Like Max, Max is a max level driver by accident, chilling out at home on the couch. He just operates at that level of driving. Charles is absolutely competitive when he gets there. But to be fair, given the right racing platform, he'll get there. That's fair. And the other huge, huge news that has come out today, there's not much on it, so we'll only talk a little bit about it is the FIA is currently investigating Toto Wolf for a potential conflict of interest due to the fact that his wife is the head of the F1 Academy series. So he would be privy to confidential information he shouldn't have. Oh, and look, there's no nothing concrete on it, and I agree. We're not going to get into too much for it. I just do have one thing to say. And you, maybe cut this, actually. <laughs> yeah. In reality, I think they're going to investigate because, of course, they have to investigate. I don't think Susie would cross those professional bounds, and nor do I think Toto would jeopardize either of their career or their reputation in the sport by doing something like that. No, I don't see it. And Susie's come yep. out today saying, my, my integrity's been questioned and I don't appreciate that sort of thing. Like, that was the... I read that, you know, it's yeah. that stock. It's that stock standard post that comes out when shit like this happens. Look, 
until more news comes out about it and the FIA does instigate any punishment, if any punishment is needed, then innocent until proven guilty. And for, I'm sure, a lot of people out there, yes, there is a Formula One Drivers Academy. You might have just learned that today too. <laughs> yeah, it's for women drivers. It's what replaced the W Series. Oh, did it? See, because I wasn't really aware of what happened after W Series went down because I knew it, they were ending it and then I knew that they were having talks about what was going to come next. But then I just yes. kind of never really got around to that next bit of following up on it. Yeah, Susie, Susie's basically like their CEO or something. I don't, I don't know the full extent, but yeah, she left Mercedes to go do that. And it's to help up-and-coming women drivers break into like F3, F2, etc., etc. Yeah, because there has been, there has been over the last few years, I remember watching a few of them, female drivers in those junior categories, but with the amount of female drivers that exist in pro motorsport, there has been, we can, I think everyone can agree, an underrepresentation of talent making into that category because we look in every other category and they're sprinkled throughout. So I think it's a good initiative to say the least, especially after W Series went under because that was fun. So the other, the the last piece of news, which is kind of funny, kind of hilarious, actually, is is Red Bull had a go karting day in Japan to sort of like it was like a Honda thank you day, and Daniel Ricciardo channeled his inner Russell and <laughs> it directly into Max Verstappen to prevent him from winning, only for Max to go on and win the damn race. Yeah, well, it's the. First of all, Max and Danny are best friends, so they're back together now, finally able to have fun. We've been go-karting. Like, I've done go-karting growing up with my brother. Me too. I always took him out. Oh, it's so much more fun when you do it. Do you remember? And, like, you could see there's footage of them in the pits and Daniel's behind Max. And what does Daniel do? Just starts ramming Max in the pits. Yep. From behind. It's great. And, and then you can Chico see Max is like... Oh, it was a great day, but it was great fun. And then they were picking on Yuki on the podium. <laughs> Did you... Um, I was on, on me crashing into people. Remember how me, you and Cam got together to do a couple of races and I just took Cam out at Monza and he genuinely got... He got upset. <laughs> Remember when we did Monaco and you're like, how the fuck are you a half, a second and a half ahead of us? And then you see me t- cut the first corner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Andy puts his car on pole. I mean, Cam, like, he beat us by, like, first of all, you were, like, 12 and a half seconds ahead of me. So I was like, I don't know how he did that. <laughs> and then Cam was, like, behind you by a second. And Cam is very, very good on these racing games. Yes. Like, very good. And we were like, how the hell did you do that? I just all the rules off. Yeah, and... In the first lap, Andy just cuts like three corners and we realize there's no penalties. We're like, oh, that's how he got a second on us a lap. <laughs> so, it's yeah. more fun that way because you just charge it over the Novel chicane. Oh, look, honestly, I agree, man. Monaco's a heaps easier track to drive if it's not Monaco. A hundred percent. Exactly. <laughs> if, free but, if you had NASCAR track limits, it'd be fine. Yeah, just on the one corner. Yeah. I love that at Coda. They're just like, yeah, we have track limits on turn seven. And we're like, why just one? Like, at that point, don't bother. <laughs> like, really, don't bother. What, you've got great. some predictions to go through, don't you, Yes, yeah, so at the start of the year, you asked us to give you three random wildcard predictions. Now, I want to go through them and see what you, how you think we did. Okay. So, I hear them, so I can't give you an opinion. All I can tell you is we are dumb, except for one. Is it, and who was that one? 
you you can take a guess. No, because so my first prediction, that. right? <laughs> my first prediction, and this is in this is on our podcast in the twenty to one episode earlier this year. I said Daniel Rick to Red Bull confirmed before the summer break. I was pretty close on that That's one. That's close. That is very he, close. He was in the fucking Alpha Tower just before the summer break. So that's you know what, man? He was in he's in the Red Bull team. He's in the Red Bull family, I'd say. Yeah. The second one, Lawrence Stroll fires his son, and you put on top of that out of a cannon. I mean, I I guess the only comment I have to make on that for both of us is wishful thinking, eh? Seriously, <laughs> like wishful thinking. Well, think about his crash in Singapore qualifying. He probably shot out of a cannon in that. Yeah, true. That was a nice one too. Um, yeah, look, it's we all want it to happen. It's going to happen. I know. Eventually. Soon. Eventually. Maybe. Hopefully. We'll get there when we get there. So what's the next prediction? My final prediction didn't come true, and I'm thankful it didn't. It was Paul DeResta finds a way to get into the coverage. <laughs> it's just after he got sacked. This, and yeah, thankfully, and that was a big deal for you too, man. Because <laughs> I fucking hate him. He's the fucking worst, and he uh, didn't get in the coverage, so I'm happy with that. He didn't I like come that in. prediction. That's good. That's good. So your predictions, that's cool. like just like one and a half from three. Not bad. Your ones, though. I'll probably nail these. Paul DeResta and Nico Rosberg become a couple. Yeah, well, we, did we check that? They're clearly not. I, I mean, I mean Rosberg's I ha- married. I haven't seen that they're not a couple. That's all I'm saying. Well, the <laughs> next one you it, were it's un- the next it's Schrodinger's one, couple. The next one you were close. Toto and Christian Kiss. They hugged. They did hug. They hugged. So hugged I'm close. taking half points for that. Because the final they, one they hated each other. <laughs> the final one though, it was very ambiguous. You just nice. said Daniel Ricardo confirmed. That Correct. is that was your original prediction. So I made you elaborate on it. And you said Daniel Ricardo confirmed as a Red Bull driver and Max retires after his third title. Can I take my first answer? I mean, your first answer is so ambiguous and yet correct. <laughs> and I hate it. But my elaboration confirmed. was not correct it's at all. nowhere near. <laughs> no, it so, wasn't. I think overall I get a half point in total. <laughs> Something I'd say we both get a half point each. Yeah, no, you got one and a half. You nailed a couple of How did I get you... one and a half? Because uh, um, I said Danny Richter, Red Bull confirmed. He went that to was half Terry. a point. Your second one was correct. What was your second one? Well, Lance... Lance Lawrence Stroll fires his son. He didn't oh, do damn, it. No, no, he, he should do the it. The third one you were wrong, wrong on. Yeah, so no, half point each. Yeah. That's pretty so, good. Yeah. Considering how crazy the prediction, considering how crazy the predictions were, getting at least half of one correct is actually pretty good. <laughs> like if we went, oh yeah, Max to win, Mercedes to do well, I'd be like, yeah, of course yeah, you that's get boring. two out of three. We we that's said boring. some cooked shit and still managed to scrape together a victory. And that should honestly just be the tagline of our show. <laughs> yeah. Well, here comes the fun part of the show. Oh. To round out the year. Some awards. We have, some, we have to give some awards because every Formula One or podcast gives awards at the end of the year. Do we? I have. I also, I haven't told you about this, but I have an award for presenter of the year. Is it David? 
because no. he didn't turn up this year. No, it was, it was Reese because he also didn't turn up this year. But I like the way <laughs> you're thinking. <laughs> we fired Dave. So, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> so you, we didn't. He's just super busy, and he's he's out there living a good way life. Busier than us. He's way busier than and us. heaps smarter. <laughs> So's Reese yeah. too. Actually, that's why he's not here either. <laughs> so this will divulge very quickly, but you get. I'll give you a minute to think of an answer if you can't already think of one. So the first award is for the worst race of the year. What do you think it was? Because I said Miami. Yeah. I'm going to also say Miami simply because I can't tell you anything that happened at Miami. Yeah, neither. I know Max won. That's about it. Nothing Nothing happened and it's awkward and it's weird. Best race of the year. Oh. I, I had to toss the coin for this, but I'm saying Singapore. Okay, so you're, you're Singapore going... was really good. Singapore was really good because Max was nowhere near the front until right at the end. And I like that Max had to fight for it. Carlos big brained it. George crashed into a barrier. It had everything you want in a race. Singapore is hard to go past. It is one of the best Lance races. Lance Stroll didn't race in it. Lance Stroll Fantastic. wasn't there. You know what? That's a fantastic reason to give it a win. Look, you can give it a win. I'm going to say yes, I'd also give it a go. But for a little bit of diversity, I'm going to come up with another answer simply because there's something else to talk about. Singapore was objectively the be- the most exciting and best race of the year. Yep. Agreed. I'm going to give my best race of the year to Vegas simply because F1 built a new track that wasn't shit at racing. And that's a win in itself. It was a city that's circuit. Fair. That had overtakes and the racing was pretty good. They botched the event. They screwed over the people who went there. Vegas kind of was overblown anyway. Super weird and awkward like all the American races. But you know what? They had a little bit differently to Miami. Good race on the track, man. Look good. Yeah, overall. I'll give you that. My other one was Netherlands. That was a really good race too because the weather opened up and shit hit the fan. That was my other thought. But Singapore was just way more exciting. Oh, Singapore is just, yeah. I mean, it's it's such an exceptional race because exceptional things actually happened in it. Like the one race of the year where Red Bull didn't win. It's also the hottest race of the year. Yeah, and as we've said, and as all the drivers say, no, 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 we train for Singapore. If you get ready for Singapore, you can race anywhere. Pretty much. Are you ready for the names of these awards to divulge? Yes. The seriousness the is The next over. one. The next award is what the bloody hell are you playing at, son? Award of the year for just people doing dumb shit. Why? Okay. Why did you do it? I've got one. It goes to George Russell and Lewis Hamilton for playing silly buggers when Mercedes needed every point they could fucking get. Japan, Qatar, Spain, Singapore—they came together and at least once in all those races. George took fucking, well, Hamilton took himself out of Qatar, but it was George's fault in my eyes. Oh, look, it's a very good award. It's very well justified. I think it's going to be hard, though, because I feel like George should hold like 75% of the trophy or be on a different step of the podium because it was mainly George, but Lewis also was there contributing too. There's other people, though, like you could consider that have played silly buggers this year. Stroll crashing into Fernando in like the first three out of four races. (laughs) <laughs> like straight That's into him. Is <laughs> another uh, good one. O- Ocon and Gasly playing silly bugger. Well, Ocon being a little bitch and making sure Gasly finished worse than him. Yep. I have and a silly other- buggers award. 
You have a Silly Buggers Award? I do have a Silly Buggers Award. And it breaks my heart a little bit to give this to someone. Who is it? It's Oscar Piastri. For what? Breaking Daniel Ricciardo's wrist. It was an accident, bro. Uh, that's but a good you point. Being a fucking silly bugger. The he man comes silly back bugger. into the sport, makes everybody's life good again. First hit of dopamine in months. You there, you fuck him up. But and he's out for like what the next month? Yeah, longer, like five races. But that's true. You're a fucking ripper, so it's all good, silly bugger. The next award has a lot of people that you could nominate for it. <laughs> It's the This Is Why People Hate You Award. Hmm. I'm giving it to Lance Stroll for causing a scene at Qatar while being absolutely shit. (laughs) 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 This includes pushing his trainer, giving Kimi Raikkonen-style interviews for no reason. Uh, What else did he do? He crashed at Singapore (laughs) in qualifying on a shitter lap than what he'd already put in. Crashed into Fernando numerous times. This is why people hate you, Stroll. You got anyone for this? Um, yeah. Yeah, I do. Mm. I'm going to give it to Liberty Media this year. I think okay. Liberty Media gets to this is why people hate you one. For the Vegas Grand Prix, muck around. That's fair. Yep. Like we saw what call. Spa a couple of years ago. With the that rain and the around. refunds, that was, a, you know what I mean? It's like, that's why people fucking hate you because you you either set these things up and don't deliver. There were seats where people couldn't see. All the new American races, Miami and Vegas, are just overpriced where the general punter can't even get involved in the bloody sport. Like, yes, you guys yeah. are all big and popular now. Netflix digits are solid. Sport's twice as big, but it's like, there's a lot of normal people who watch this and it's one of the few sports that people can watch that is international, and yet people get priced out in their own home. So, yeah, that's my one. I, I that's a good shout. Too, it's to be good. Honest. Yeah, I'm happy with that. The next award is the "I want to crawl into a hole and forget I exist" moment of the year for the cringiest thing you can think of from Formula One this year. There's only one moment for me. Is it the MGK? Las Vegas? No, it's the Las Vegas podium. That was fucking awkward as shit. I hated it. I hated the whole podium. Mine's mine's MGK on the gridwalk in Brazil. Yeah. I think it was in Brazil. Yeah, yeah the air guitar with Martin Brundle was the most Oh, oh was, dude, I was so sweating. Strange. I couldn't deal with that. <laughs> I was not coping. That's fucking funny. Oh, it was just the it was horrible. Horrible. Was Megan the Stallion this year as well? She might have been this year yeah, too. Yeah, Monaco maybe in somewhere. Miami. Miami. Oh, Miami, that one. Yep, yep. Her security guard, like, dude, just cringy as fucking hell. You're bullying an old granddad. Let him just walk around with his fucking microphone. Shout out to Mon- Martin Brundle for trying to give us good content. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because Crofty's doing fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> the Sigma bastard moment of the year is someone just having the balls to do something completely badass. Badass moments this year. What are you thinking? I I don't know. I can't remember anything in particular off my head that I was like, well, that was nuts. What do you got? Carlos Sainz using his big brain and telling Ferrari to fuck off when they were like, get out of DRS with Lando. And he's like, no, I use DRS, keep Lando in 
check, and then he wins the race. You know what? It's hard Singapore. to go past that. That's very hard to go past. It's just such a fucking big brain moment. The only other moment I can consider is Fernando Sigmalonso watching the TV while he's meant to be driving at 300k. He's going, oh, that was a nice pass by Lance. I think I have a different one. Was it this year that Alonso came on and told them what Lance should set his brake bias to? Yes, that was this year. Was that this year and then Lance crashed? <laughs> yep, that was Baku this year. Yeah, that, that's my big, that's my absolute badass moment. He's like, tell him to set his brakes to this and then he crashed. <laughs> yep. That there is just straight up the best. Literally taking your teammate out by bad advice. The Paul DeResta Memorial... Asshole of the year. Lawrence Stroll. Oh, I have George Russell for being George Russell. I have Lawrence Stroll for for but fucking not doing what needs to be done. Just send the email. Time. Just send the email. We know you're not going to talk to him. No. Just I've text it to one. him. Send him a text message of a pink, like a pink box and a slip of paper. Pink yes. slip him. Yeah, Pink slip him like that. It's a text message with two emojis. Lawrence doesn't know what an emoji is. <laughs> he has no idea what an emoji is. His assistant would. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, as if he texts. Um, have we got any more awards? One more. Oh, yes. And it, it is the final award and it's the, the most important award. It is for driver who isn't Max Verstappen of the year because I can't have a driver of the year because it has to be Max. True. So let's I, make it more interesting. Yep. No, I have I've got a pick. I'm very happy to announce. I want to hear it. Oscar Piastri. Why? Came into the team, had spent a year on the sidelines uh, under a different system, hopped in the car, was very, very close to Lando Norris. The car was pretty crap. As the car started to get better, he was very, very close to Lando Norris. Took a couple of podiums. Had a really, really good rookie year. Represented the country well. All good. I think he was a fantastic, man. Like, he's got what it takes to win a world championship. It will just be where he sits in a car, I think, will be the deciding factor for him. But he's going to go on to have just an absolute fine career being good at the sport. And he's got a good head on his shoulders, too. Like, he dealt with That's everything fair. fine. Yeah, I don't think you could expect any more from a rookie year at all. Like, <coughs> nailed it. Who do you have? Al- Alex Albon. That is such a good pick. A, for ha- taking a car that is arguably the quickest on tracks that require no downforce and still finding many ways to score points and just putting that car where it doesn't deserve to be all year. Because it's such not about pick. finishing positions. It's not about how many points you score, where you finish on the ladder. It's about driving consistently and he consistently drove well. All things considered. Oh, dude. As I said, as soon as you announce it, that is as such a good pick. And that's the nicest thing I'll probably ever say about Albon. Yeah. But honestly, he's good and he's in a really bad he's car good. and he's really good. Yeah. <laughs> and then, actually, I just thought of another one. Who was your favorite team principal interaction this year? And why was it James Vows at Monaco? It was James Vows at Monaco because he's just... He just actually knows what he's talking about. Like, he knows everything. So, he just talks about stuff. He also dumbed down everything he spoke about. 
so that the everyman could understand it. Because I remember specifically they asked Crofty asked him, I was like, why is Logan still out there when he's clearly really slow? It's not working. He goes, you know what? We're putting him out there as a testing session. We want him to get acclimatized to Monaco. It's a very difficult track. This is a very good opportunity for him to just bring the car home, no damage, and it'll all work out fine. I think they still ended up retiring the car closer towards the end of the race, but they gave him the time to develop his driving, and they ex- he explained that so well. I was just like, you know what? That good shout, James. This is why Toto kept you around. Yeah, and what you're saying he dumped it down, but you never felt like you were being spoken down to about any no, of the complex topics. Didn't. He was just, it just felt kind of like F1 dad, really. Hmm. He was just explaining it like how it worked. And he clearly knows what he's doing because he's keeping Logan because he knows that there must be something that they're working on together or he must be able to, you know, have a plan in order for, to keep him around for another year. I don't I've think he'll go on to it. wonders. I have a theory on it. Is it money? It's crackpot money. Oh, it's a crackpot theory. Okay. <laughs> it's like a, it's it's like Alex Jones announcing that they're putting chemicals in the water to turn the friggin' frogs gay theory. Right. So the only reason Logan has been retained is for three reasons. Number one, Williams, he's a Williams Driver Academy driver. Correct? Correct. They've invested so much money into him that only having him around for one year isn't a good return on investment for them. So it it would make sense for him to get the second year based on that. The second one is every driver who potentially could come into F1 by the time they signed Logan had already wrapped up a deal. Felipe Drogovic was already at Aston. Liam Lawson's already at Red Bull. Fucking Teo Porsche is clearly already at Sauber. So the, the, the three main drivers you were thinking might come in, they're already tied up. It's cheaper to keep Logan Sargent in the seat rather than trying to pay one of these teams to break a contract. Yeah, because he's certainly not getting a pay rise. Exactly not. He, he fucking probably got a pay cut, to be honest, for the $3.9 million worth of damage he did this year. The third reason is he has nudes of James Bowers with someone. And he gets <laughs> one more year because of it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Told you. They turn, like they're putting you, chemicals and You said crackpot. Your first two were like very logical. I was like, he hasn't said anything crazy yet. Number three was insanity. So that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is crazy. No, oh, I like that. But also, Alex Albon was the right pick for your driver. Oh, yeah. 100%. He should stay there until he gets an opportunity further up the grid. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But in, but in Albon's eyes, his goal should be not looking for that opportunity further up the grid, it should be bringing Williams to that point. Oh, dude, he's, Which, his career is settled. He will get picked up eventually. He just now needs to keep doing well. That's it. That's it. Shall we wrap that, this bad boy up it. for the year? Yeah, we're finally done. Damn. That's you two done, man. Yay. We'll see you next year. Thank you so for much more. for listening. Yeah. For more craziness. Yeah, we'll come up with something. But no, thank you for sitting with us this year. We're both tired as hell, so we're not we're just gonna wrap it up and we'll uh we'll be in touch. Around February next year. <laughs> yeah, around February. When they turn the F1 cars on again, that's when we wake up. See you then. <laughs>
Yeah. So yeah. 